0: back as they say it's the laurie and julia show my talk 107 Watt, everything entertainment tomorrow night of course the third annual cat video festival we're gonna have a great weather night for it yeah, i hope you can join us it's always a lot of fun lots of activities again and that is at the chs field tomorrow night Yep, we're having a good go. time,
1: meow. Yeah. I know, meow. Yeah. Sorry, Donnie, we weren't uh, around. We were talking That's with Cindy right. and Robin, our in-studio guests. That's they bid right. on this at a Tubman, um, you know, fundraiser. Fundraiser, yes, yes because uh, I will always remember for our first time we raised money out at the fair. For we did. For Harriet Tubman. For, um, for Project Down and Dirty. Yeah. Our very
2: first Project Down and Dirty State Fair. Yeah,
1: and that's for you know women who are leaving abusive situations. Yeah. And I'll never forget, a woman came up to me and yelled at us that we picked um and it really made me just like we always have to like be aware of giving money to like where people are trying to help people who are fleeing abuse Mm -hmm. she was mad at us that we didn't pick animals because i remember that because she was like well you know sometimes these women just stay because they just want to stay you know the 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 misconceptions that can be from somebody who just has no i'm like okay so you have more empathy for an animal than a person Mm -hmm. and I remember just thinking wow this is exactly why you know it's important to like keep the awareness up about this you know the ones that people feel uncomfortable talking about. absolutely you know the topics that are hard yes I was talking to a friend of mine at the gym today do you think it's harder to talk to your kids about sex money or racism in what order what are the hardest topics not sex sex was easy I would
2: say um racism and money.
1: Mm-hmm. Racism first.
2: Yeah, then money. Yeah. Well, money's terrible. That's
1: I think I point. think it is. It, I think race yeah. is is, you know, one of the things like not of course if you're um, you know, brown or black and no, you're, right. you know, you are intimately acquainted of what it's like, but I'm talking about like, you know, for people are white you know to talk to their kids about uh she's like I don't I struggle to know you know how to talk to my kids about you know the shootings that have gone on and you well, know we didn't have things. to deal
2: with these horrible things like that was one thing that I really struck me in that movie 8th grade yeah was the drill if someone has a gun.
1: Yeah. Oh, I, I yeah. mean, yeah.
2: I'm used to fire drills or tornado drills. Yeah, yeah, You know, yeah. we go under our desk, we go to the southwest corner in the well, basement. not even that, but just but talking about just,
1: you know, the violence, right, you know, that, that goes bl- along with completely. racism. So, I, you know, we were talking about that and, I, and she said, so I'm kind of, she said, and her kids are like in high school. And mm-hmm. she said, I'm kind of looking forward to this movie that's coming out. I like taking... Well, my kid, if there's something about race, there is something about sometimes going to a movie and seeing something. And she said, "I've been hearing about this Black Klansman, the oh, Spike Lee movie, yeah. which is based on a true, you know, story." Yes, and I said, "Well, I said I don't know. I haven't. I you know, we getting just, It's got like a ten-minute standing ovation t- yes. at the Cannes Film yep. Festival." Um, it's so, best, people are saying. Yeah, and Topher Grace was on the Today Show, and of course, he is playing a real life person the person who's no longer the grand wizard of the Ku Klux Klan, but is the ex David Duke. And I don't know if it's like as he's on his way, he's just a member of the clan, and I, I don't know. But here's Topher Grace talking about is that intimidating, you know, to play oh, yeah. this r- racist? Horrible man.
3: Was that intimidating to take on to think, I'm going to play this controversial figure. These words are so ugly and they're coming out of your mouth. I mean, that must have been kind of terrifying.
4: It was. It was one of the great days of my career. You get this call from Spike Lee and he says, I want you to, you know, you're my guy. And I was so excited. So that was a great day. And then I realized, oh, wait, the next month is going to be the worst month of my life because be- I wound up, you know, having to do the worst research ever.
3: I was going to say, you're researching, so you're reading his book. I know you read his book. He had to be watching speeches. Like oh, yeah, to you're-
4: say I read his book. It's like it's a doorstop, and it is so uh, overwhelmingly negative. It's like his uh, mind comp. And uh, then I watched a lot of film interviews. And he was actually on Donahue a couple times in the early 80s. And oh, really? And that was the best thing, to see him with a crowd that hated him. And this is what's so evil about him, is he's actually kind of, he's even good with that crowd.
1: Yeah, wow. I mean, and you know, we always think people know Topher Grace from that 70s show. He's in like five movies this year. Yeah, he's yeah. kind of, I'm glad, because we always remember we loved, we him. loved yep, him. We, we loved just him. Th- thought he, he was just so good. We just kept feeling like, when is he going to become a mm-hmm. movie star? And, you know, it might be an irony of ironies that he gets recognition for, you know, playing a really heinous guy. Uh, play the next one, Donnie.
3: What's also interesting about the film is that it's actually kind of funny. There are, it, it's, it's not a comedy. I wouldn't call it a comedy, but it's, it's humorous. There's a, there's a lightness to its touch.
4: Well, this is what's so brilliant about Spike Lee, is he is able to take the subject matter that's so heavy and kind of open it up to more people so his message uh, gets out there. It's more... Um, it's like a, it's a fun movie, yeah. and it's also, like, devastating at the same time.
3: It is. I heard you had a kind of unusual way of de-stressing.
4: So In wait. my free time, sometimes, this is only the geekiest hobby uh, to have, <laughs> but I will edit films, but I thought, like, you could edit together the whole Hobbit movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So that's, stupid.
3: It's adorable. Yeah, so you well. take, like, the whole six hours or whatever and make it a two-hour There's a lot more than film? that. There's, oh, like, okay.
4: nine hours of Hobbit, and... It was so depressing. This research was like, I mean, you gotta ask my wife. I was like tough to live with. We'd actually just had a baby, our first. And like, you know, I was practicing my lines around the house and she said, hey, can you cool it on the hate speech? Like, (laughs) you just (laughs) had a child. (laughs) So Uh. I had to uh, find some way to just kind of like go into the basement and like just relax and kind of detox. It was fun. When we shot it, it was really fun. It was all the research that you have to do to kind of become the person.
3: Yeah, you have to internalize all that it's, stuff.
4: I'm not a method actor. I don't, I don't get, like, so into my work all yeah. the time or take it home with me. But this one I got just, it's just overwhelmingly depressive, the ideas that um, just being in his head is it's just not a place you want to be. Mm-hmm. I,
1: I thought he did such a great job, you know, of right. talking about it. And the other thing that they're saying is the revelation is, you know, Denzel Washington's son is the lead. Yeah, yes. He, he is playing. The detective, the movie set in the 1970s. John he's,
2: David Washington. Yeah,
1: he's playing the uh, detective who mm-hmm. sets out to infiltrate and expo- expose the Ku Klux Klan. Uh-huh. And Topher Graves was just like, I mean, I guess he's amazing in it. Adam Driver is yep. also in it. and um, Alec Baldwin's in it. Yeah, uh, and it's based on this really crazy, outrageous, incredible uh, true story that came out Um I don't know when the book came out, but it was just called Black Klansmen, mm-hmm. And then Spike Lee added the two extra Ks in Yeah, it right. mm-hmm. To give it, let's play the last cut, Donnie.
3: Okay. Well, you know what's funny about your portrayal, uh, I saw, I got to see the movie, is that in a weird way, it's so understated. Like you don't, he, he says these incredibly hateful and awful things, but you kind of present him in this, I guess I say understated kind of, I, dare I say likable way.
4: Well, this is what's so evil about him, and continues to be so evil about him, is that he, uh, at this period of time in the 70s, put a new face on racism. He kind of rebranded it um, and made it more palatable. Uh, So kind of the nicer he is, I always felt like that made him more evil.
3: Did you ever reach out to him, or did he reach out to you? Uh,
4: No, I did not reach out to him. People are asking now if I want to talk to him, and I'm like, Oh my God, no. (laughs) Not now. Uh, I know he called Ron Stallworth the man who the film is based on. It's
3: Ron Stallworth's true story.
4: Yeah, and he called him, I think, two or three nights ago. Wow. So I feel like I might come off bad in the film. Too late now, buddy.
3: Yeah. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That's interesting.
4: We're not going to edit it now. It comes out on Friday.
3: Yeah. Mm
2: -hmm. Ron Stallworth was on with Lester Holt and Spike Lee. And they said, you know, um, why don't you tell him what just happened yesterday? Um Spike Lee said to Ron and yeah. he said, Yeah.
1: David Duke David called Duke, Duke me. called me wow. and
2: he's worried that he doesn't want to be portrayed bad in the movie. He's bad. He I is mean, bad. Who can Nobody even would. say that? Yeah, who can even say that? And Denzel Washington's son, this John David Washington, mm-hmm. he's also in the last movie that Robert Redford is making, The Old Man and the Gun. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah, yeah he's, he's in that. He's, wow. Yeah. Good for him. And he
2: won the breakout award, the IMDb award at at
1: Cannes. So, mm-hmm. and Harry Belafonte is in this movie. Everybody, he's got some is kind of a right? small role. Yeah, wow. yeah, wow. he does. I, seen him in eight I know it. Decades. I, I know. So, yeah, that movie looks. It looks really good. Really when is it coming good. out? It comes out this week. Oh, this was oh, it this week. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, and next week is Crazy Rich Asians. Tonight is the Hollywood premiere um, of Crazy Rich Asians, and. Ju- Julian, I don't know. We love this one uh, gossip, Laney Gossip. Yeah. And uh, the head writer there, she's uh, Chinese American. Okay. What did she Here's say? what she said. She said, um, uh, um, she said, this is the first all Asian English language film by a major Hollywood studio in 25 years. She writes... Um, I was emotional all weekend at the Crazy Rich Asian Junket because for the first time in my career as an entertainment reporter, every person I interviewed was Asian. Every person sitting across from me looked like me or my family. Mm. It's an experiencing. I'm still processing. I don't have words for it. I get choked up when I even think about it, and when I was sharing it with the cast, especially as I was saying it out loud to Michelle Yeoh, the legend, you know, plays the mom. Who um she's the auntie of our community, she got it, and I think her eyes may have watered a little. And when I told Ken Jung the same, because imagine how it's been for him throughout his career being the only Asian person on Most Sets, he got up and hugged me. Oh Lori. So it's impossible to overstate what tonight will mean for so many in the Asian community. And also, she said, The fashion. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's it's amazing. You know amazing. so anyway, that is you know, that is something we'll also post a just to be aware of that, it's been 25 years, mm-hmm. you know.
2: 1993.
1: Yeah, so. And you know, one more thing
2: about the Black Clansman. Klansman, yeah. Um, it features an unreleased Prince song.
1: Oh, yeah, Mary, mm-hmm. the, we played it. Yeah, we did. We did. While Mary, we well, Mary gently you... weeps. Yeah, he it, it, recorded it. Had, had they found released. it in the vault. Yes. Yeah. But it hadn't been released, and they, yeah, they found yeah. it in the vault. Mary, Don't You Weep. Yeah, Don't gospel You Weep, mm-hmm. yeah, And that, yeah. it The movie. Okay,
2: I'm. That's going to be a good movie. Yeah, don't you love? But Crazy Rich Agents is
1: phenomenal. Yeah. All right. So anyway, there we go. Um, When we come back, it's time for the dirt.
5: This is a my talk Dirt dirt alert.
6: Hey,
1: everybody. We got Elizabeth (laughs) Reese
6: in here for the Dirt Alert. Hi, my loves. Hello. It is nice to be with you on this fine afternoon. Okay, you guys, this Angelina Jolie Brad Pitt situation is getting a little heated. Mm -hmm. There are stories all over the place. Angelina accusing Brad Pitt of not paying enough child support. Their divorce and their custody battle uh, continues, and they're back in court. So, her attorney claims that Brad Pitt has not paid meaningful child support since the couple separated and now wants a court order forcing him to pay up. Uh, Brad Pitt's team hasn't responded to the court filing yet, but insiders are saying no, he has fulfilled his commitments. This is the latest round in their big. I yeah, what happened what is... all
1: this was going to be private now she filed a motion she seeks to be single, single. by the end
6: of the year yes. and work out everything else later she she says she requested the child support to provide closure to the marriage yep um in a way that clears a path toward the next stage of their lives and allows her and brad to recommit as devoted co-parents of oh. their children mm-hmm.
2: They they recommit
1: well,
6: it's interesting. <sighs> That's what the that, spokesperson but, is, but is saying. And again, wait a minute.
1: Angelina hasn't had a spokesperson for years and years and years. And this, Right? Yeah, this is like all so. This is uh, it's World War brand leaks and publicists. No
6: kidding. So here's what the lawyer said in the filing as well. Given the informal arrangements around the payment of the children's expenses have not been regularly sustained by Pitt for over a year and a half. Angelina intends to file an RFO, which is a request for a court order for the establishment of a retroactive child support order. Mm-hmm. But there, there was and a, the judge will decide. Yeah, they had, had an, an in informal city. agreement. But yeah. how do
5: you? How do you? Okay. Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We are all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including calorie smart.
1: And other, Brad, listen, she never wanted any of Brad's money. She I know wanted she him out, yeah. out of her kid's right. life, out of her life. But she That's can't why get she, him out
2: of the kid's life. I know. Well, I
1: know, but she got them out right away. She as did. soon as whatever happened yep. when he pushed Maddox on the plane yep. and drove around drunk on the thing, you know, yep. but international, she was just out. She's been out and she hasn't wanted any money. Mm-hmm. And they probably just had this thing I'll send you a bill at the, you know, whatever. And, But she wants a divorce as far as she wants to be single status, and she's got a spokesperson.
6: You'll remember in June, they couldn't reach a private agreement, so a judge established a detailed schedule for Brad Pitt to spend time with the children, except for Maddox, because Maddox, according to the court, is old enough to decide for himself how much time he wants Mm -hmm. to spend with his father. And they were still with the therapist.
1: Yeah. I mean, that that was still going on. Almost Mm -hmm. two years later. The
6: kids are living in London with Angelina Jolie right now. She's filming Maleficent 2. Normally, though, they're in... L A, which is where Brad Pitt also lives, and Brad Pitt has been spending his court ordered time with the kids in London and L A. He's filming Quentin Tarantino's new movie, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yikes!
2: So basically, she wants they want to she wants to um, provide closure on the marriage in a way that all right closure on the marriage, but now it would clear a path towards the next stage of their life and allow her and Brad to recommit as devoted co parents.
6: To their children. That's what. That's yeah. what her spokesperson said. I mean, that's not like a source is saying yeah. this. That's no, a I statement from the a, spokesperson. She hasn't
1: had a spokesman for years and years and years, right. like
6: ten. 10- or more years, maybe fifteen years. I mean, this just deteriorated. Like, when was the beginning of the deterioration?
1: Well, she was never going to take him to the cleaners on this, and all I can think of is that he's worth like having, two sixty, and she's like worth one sixty. Yeah, but that maybe that they had agreed that they w- he would just settle up with whatever bills, like for their traveling pack of you know yeah. children with the not nannies, bodyguards, whatever. Da, da, da. Yeah, and maybe she just wants to get him to just pay that one right th- thing of money for these two. Years so that, and then get her. She wants that divorce thing. I mean, she's just trying maybe to move things along. I'm just so
6: surprised that she's not saying, like, keep the money. I don't care about the money. I want out. But maybe if he is being stubborn and saying, I want my time with the kids, then she's like, well, then fine, I'm going to go after the money.
1: Well, but it's still, it is all up to the judge and the therapist. I mean, whatever the court, I mean, remember, this has gone into the court's hand with this therapist making a thing. Mm -hmm. So this, the money thing has nothing to do with the custody thing, except that maybe it's like a one thing, like she let it, let them be loose about it. Yeah. And they need to clean that,
6: that up. Boy, I don't know. I don't know either, but this one is really um, fascinating to watch because we're going to be hearing about this for months, for months, because it's like they can't as soon as they try to shut it down and stay private, then it's like they can't. They can't. She is so filled. She is so mad that she just doesn't care.
1: Well, no, see, look at how you're, uh, I am ride or die for Angelina Jolie I and I take exception to that. I think that though, Why does she always have to eat
6: crap? He's the one who has to see his children with the therapist. I know, but not she, her. That's no, I think you're absolutely right. But I'm saying when it comes to like the public filings, she's so, this shows how angry of a mama bear she is because she's so fierce about her children that she simply doesn't care what everybody else knows. She's going to do what she feels like she needs to do regardless of if it is made public. And I think that's a sign of but how mad she is. But he the
1: one who's been leaking like a sieve all summer to well, TMZ, trying to
6: be. Oh, but look she at me, does good the official bread. stuff. And I think if she wasn't that mad, she would want to keep it silent. Yeah, they had agreed to keep it silent, and
1: somewhere along the way, maybe when he started leaking the stuff in June, mm-hmm. that's all gone away. So whether it's official, I mean, what they don't your beef? like each other. She's being. They don't official? like each
2: other at all. Yeah, no, at all. Either of them, yeah, I, and they're not putting their kids first. They're they're letting emotions seep in.
6: I guess so. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely the truth. But
1: I, I just can't. I can't let you just say that Angelina is getting away with everything. Oh, I don't think she's okay. getting away
6: with everything. All right, good. I, my point is no, and I think maybe you're not hearing they're it. Because both being no, what, I'm not saying that she's even being an a hole. Yeah. I'm saying that she is so angry as a person who is really private and wants to like make the best for her children. I think that that shows how much he hurt her and how bad it must have been for her to not care about it, yeah. about people finding out because she's like, I'm going to do what I have to do. Yeah. That to me just shows like how right. bad it was and almost how bad he must have been in order to get her to this point to yeah. be like, whatever. Right. That's what I, that's what I think. Cause she doesn't
1: care what people think. No, I know. She na- like she could care less that I'm right or die for her at all. I mean, it makes no difference. I don't know why I care so much. That's fair. <laughs> You do, but you know what I mean. But yeah. that is that's a good mom perspective, mm-hmm. Elizabeth. Mama you're thinking bear. like a mama bear, yeah. which you
6: are. Yeah, listen. Yeah. You growl. Mm-hmm. Growl. <laughs> Don't All mess right, what, with my babies. Johnny won't. Depp's um, City of Lies movie has been pulled from the release schedule, it's been pulled off of its September 7th release date. This coming less than a month after the film's location manager sued Johnny Depp, accusing him of assault and battery on the set in April of 2017.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, because that that movie, uh, City of Lies, is 100%... About the real life detective for the LEPD mm-hmm. who investigates and tries to solve the, the, mat- the mat- murder, murder of Natacha yeah. mat- B.I.G. yeah, and they're going to release
6: it
2: on the twentieth anniversary of his death. It's been pulled off
1: yep. of that date. He Not can't be happened. trusted to
2: talk to
6: media. Mm-mm. No, he can be on drugs. But they we just erased it. I mean, off the schedule. Yep. This global roads. No, it's a, a big deal. Are you going to watch the show on the CW? Batwoman. Ruby Rose has been cast as Batwoman. Is it a spin off of Arrow? Then probably. I love the
1: CW show. I, I still love all oh, the CW shows. I don't know how you keep it's up with it all.
6: It's from the, um, the person, Caroline Drees, who, uh, who wrote Vampire Diaries. Oh. So, you it'll know, be good. if you like that, I think that's going to that'll be fun. I like all those CW shows. I think they're really yeah. entertaining. Yeah, they are. That's exactly what they are. Good popcorn TV. I know. Look, I'm in a second season of Riverdale right now, and I am just. <gasps> Isn't it so good? It's just lovely. It's so good. It really is. All right. Thanks, friends. All right.
1: Listen, when we come back, it is the study of duh. We got Kenny with the traffic and uh, we'll see you in a few. All right. Content for all of the different entertainment and travel sites and whatever. But this study that they had to actually do a study to reveal the world's most romantic places. Oh. Paris, Santorini and Venice. I mean... Could we all have not <laughs> have just made probably, this well, list yeah. Yeah. Well, no. with our dream well, list?
2: Well, uh, Paris, fine. Y- yes. I have yet to experience that. Uh, you've been to Paris. I've been there once when I was 20. I, I really did not enjoy my Parisian trip because of the person I was with.
1: Well, there you go. Well, Venice. Paris is, we don't need to study. It is just, it is a simple fact. of life. It is the most beautiful city in the world.
2: Do you really think so?
1: Absolutely. You do? Absolutely. Really? You do? It is the prettiest
2: Over, city. Uh, why do you, Over everything. Why do you think it's everything? so
1: beautiful? Um, well, I think because the buildings, you know, look like wedding cakes. And with the, there's so much embellishment, you know, everything is so old and The river runs through the right and the left bank, so like any good city is always on a river. Mm -hmm. You look in one direction, you see the Eiffel Tower in the other direction, you see the Arc de Triomphe in the other direction, Notre Dame. I mean, it's every twinkle lights, and it's just simply stunning. You know, the color of the stone. I need to go back to an adult. The green space. Right. Yeah. It, it's, it's truly the most romantic, most beautiful city you'll ever be in. New York city is, in my opinion, the most exciting city.
0: Yes. Right. I in wouldn't the world. call it romantic. Right. No, but no.
1: it's the most exciting. Yes. It's so agree. much fun. Yes. It's yes. just I love so New York much city. fun. There's right. nowhere like it. So, and then, you know, Greece and Venice are, you know, people just even with movies, that you have, and you know, so I don't know that you need to study, but I mean, it just does seem okay. to me those would be, and people's.
2: You would put Venice up there as I mean, it's beautiful Venice and everything, is, but it's.
1: What well, no you, Venice is, I mean it's it's beautiful. I mean, I don't know how many times you need to go to Venice. That's
2: what I was going to say. It's like loud. you could go
1: to Paris many, 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 many times and never get sick of it. Right, mm. I think. Okay, I you would know. go
2: to Venice. I mean, I go to Venice for a drive by again, but yeah.
1: Well, but people have never been there. And then for Greece, of course, Santorini, Mykonos, people just have the idea of these blue top buildings and the whitewash and the beach, uh, the whitewash stone. It's It's so beautiful. It's incredible. But anyway, they had a study... And that's what they were like. And I'm just like, well, duh. Have the three always been those three? Well, I think Paris is always, you know, like it'll be on a list of number one bucket list city if you've never been there. Or Dream Vacation. Or if I could Mm -hmm. go anywhere Mm -hmm. and live for two months like somebody. Amalfi Coast has become more popular as you see more celebrities. uh, Vacation in Capri and Positano. And that is absolutely spectacular. Mm-hmm. You know, if I could ever leave this radio job, that's what I would do. I would spend um August and September on the Amalfi Coast Fantastic. and just leave you yeah. leave to you do the to state it. fair by myself. That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. But I don't yeah. know when that's going to happen. <laughs> Maui, you know, people always, you know, Hawaii is like a Right. Kind of a study of De, like a dream place. People love to go there. Um, I've never been here, but Bruges, Belgium, did make the list. Really, and that is also um, I just would, know it from that like, one a, movie uh, in, yes, Bruges, in Bruges with Colin yes. yes. Farrell. Yes. But it looks very magical with the canals and
0: very much like Paris
1: and the architecture, mm-hmm. but much smaller, much so, yeah, smaller.
0: Smaller, but old. Bora
1: Bora. Oh yeah. And, you know, that's all. Okay, this is, this is, this <laughs> is. Right. Are you looking at Bruges?
2: No, I'm looking at Nurse Bellism. Oh, nurse? nurse? Yeah, I did a bad typing. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah, But yeah, yeah. there are some jobs available
1: if anyone <laughs> yeah. wants to know. Right. Okay. Okay. okay, here's another study of duh. This is so duh, <laughs> it's unbelievable. According to relation experts, deleting dating apps is the best way to show commitments if you're in a new relationship.
2: And they keep, but they keep emailing you, Lori. They yeah. just keep sending you messages.
1: Yeah, is that They don't right? want you to go away. E- e- the, 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 yeah. the app doesn't
2: want you to go away? The app will go away, but the uh, yeah, they keep sending you things. Yeah. They don't uh, want you to go away.
1: That's how people are showing each other that they're serious. Mm-hmm. From millennials to the older people who are dating, you just have to delete all <gasps> your dating apps. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, did we need a study for this? We didn't. No. We really didn't. Mm. Let me just make sure. Why? Because, yeah, let me make sure. Why? Because people don't like feeling that you're looking over their shoulder on Tinder and Grindr and Bumble and Match and everything else. Um, If you just started seeing someone, you don't have to remove the apps. But when you start sleeping together and start talking, you know, and making some plans like, you know, more than a week in advance. That's a good time. Maybe. Mm -hmm. The millennials are waiting until they are talking about their future, though, before they're deleting. Well, you got to keep your options open. That's the one good thing I like about this study. The millennials say, no, you don't have to remove the app unless you specifically talked about a future together. I think I like how they roll. Why do it? Okay, so that's good. Mm -hmm. okay this is from the university of uh melbourne and they've been um analyzing data from the u.n gender employment index as well as the sleep quality findings oh my gosh from the european social survey and guess what they have found this seems like a big duh but gender equality improves how well you sleep no yes shocking Couples For living, the men or just the women? Couples living in countries with greater gender equality tend to sleep better. In Norway, the country with the greatest gender equality, only nine percent of women and three percent of men say they suffer from poor sleep.
2: Well, they have no worries there. Yeah, they pay fifty percent of their taxes, yeah. and they have yeah, no, no worries. worries. Everything's Healthcare, taken care of. Yeah. I mean,
1: if you in a could- Ukraine, where people are very stressed out. <laughs> 22% of women have poor sleep and 16% of the dudes. I believe that. Um, women are, you know, of course, gender equals society. I mean, that totally makes makes sense if you've got more... Um, equality in Absolutely. your arrangement with everything um, down you to your home in your home, you mm-hmm. will have more restful yes, sleep. Yes. So,
2: I believe that a hundred percent. But
1: They did. They did. Mm-hmm. Uh, they collected information from 14,000 people living in 23 European countries. So they did do their research. They, they got the numbers. They did, Lori. Yeah. They got the 14,000,
2: 14,000. 14, oh, wow, that's big. And yeah. the Ukraine people admitted it. The country had mm-hmm. the lowest. That you know. country just doesn't sound like any fun. Okay, no. The- I would have worn that one.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> that one's not going to come up as most romantic, I don't think. Okay. On uh, this study, more to be done, scientists said, but uh, they just, this is from the Swiss Public Health Institute. They studied 700 teenagers in Switzerland between 12 and 17. They'd say they have to do more study, but they're saying that the radiation from the smartphones is triggering memory loss. In teenagers, and they have to figure out why the right-handed people are more likely to suffer over left-handed people.
2: I wanted to say because it's closer to that side of their brain, but I couldn't think of
1: anything. <laughs> wow. Yeah. they. they I, I'm telling weird. you. Why would that be? I am, they, the sign, they are starting to look at this because well, this it's is about the first time. generation of kids that have just like been... They don't know, have a hand, they have a phone. Yeah, they got a phone. Mm-hmm. And smartphone radiation they're worrying is destroying the memory performance of the new generation of adolescents. But well, they, they
2: don't have to remember anything because they can always Google it, Laurie.
1: Yeah, you don't
2: have to memorize numbers anymore, phone numbers.
1: But they yeah. they said also they looked at how much time we spend text messaging, playing games, browsing the internet, and um, the, that it all contributes. But yeah, they said the smartphone radiation. Is hmm. doing the thing with, uh, they said they got to, they got to do more research. Yeah, I think so. They got to do more research. Keep it out of your pocket. Boys. They know it's low frequency radio signals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not supposed to keep it in your front pocket mm-hmm. and doing all that radiation, um, but they haven't, they're trying to figure out what is the link, what's going to happen with kids.
2: Are we going to be able to have them anymore? I don't know. Julia. Are they going to wipe out the generation? Are I don't know. It's going to be the downfall of society. Maybe They're they, on the way.
0: Maybe they'll forget how. Yeah. The memory thing. Yeah. I don't know. No, when I, hope I started. That, never happens. that makes me really yeah, sad. Yeah. Don't
1: carry your cell phone in your pocket. No. Uh, sleep with your phone away from your bed, not it in, in, in the an, bed. Put it in
2: a different room or in a but nearby... room. Try to get it from a kid's room.
1: Yeah. I know. But put it in a nightstand. Um, and headsets because that releases less radiation and put it on speakerphone or again, the headset
5: or mm-hmm. through your
1: car mm-hmm. to not have it next mm-hmm. to your ear. And, uh, this one is my favorite. Keep your phone off or on airplane mode when it's not in use. I mean, hello. Can you even get a kid to turn it off in airplane no. mode when no. they go to bed? No. Yeah, I know. So that was the funny part of the study. Anyway, the whole thing, Uh, was giving me a headache, but I just loved the headline. I do, too. Okay. Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I have to make a uh, a special announcement here. Uh, uh, Susan, as far as we know, she is on her way home from work. Okay? Okay. Susan is a big, big fan of the radio station. Love it. Thank you. And her husband, Nick... Could not be in town tonight. He's working out of town and it's their 19th anniversary.
1: Oh, happy anniversary. He feels anniversary,
0: bad about baby. being out of town. So he said, Could you say happy anniversary to Susan from Nick since I couldn't be in town Oh, for the Susan,
2: what a delightful so, husband of yours that he would that, call huh? a radio station yeah. to get us to announce it. Donnie, are these your close friends? No, I don't know them. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, but I thought it was a very Susan sweet gesture. On That's Nick's really part.
1: sweet. Well, All right, listen, we'll come fun. back. We got our favorite headlines of the day times i feel
0: i'm looking through my phone again feeling anxious hey
1: everybody thanks for hanging out with us we want to thank our guests that we have in studio today our birthday girl robin yes and now i'm losing the name chris Chris, right? Yes. 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 Chris and Robin. Chris and Robin, like Batman and Robin, but not. Exactly, but not. (laughs) Okay, favorite headline today is Lady Gaga announces her Las Vegas residency in December. She is going to do 27 performances at the Park Theater, which is Mm -hmm. where Cher and Ricky Martin have gone off and on at the Monte Carlo. Right. Right.
2: It's a, it's a newly remodeled
1: theater. Oh, it's yeah. It's supposed to be yeah. beautiful. It's going to uh, be called Lady Gaga Enigma. And that'll be like going to her pop, you know, one, her concert that we just saw. And then she's going to do a series of Lady Gaga jazz and piano.
2: She's like, only doing four of those. But I think those still, would be the dates. Yes. Amazing. So, January, February, June, and June. Of These all start 2019, I think. Uh, the but first- her
1: shows, uh, the Enigma show dates, I mean, she's got December, January, right. one date in February, one date in May, then June, October, November. So it's like what Cher did, where you yeah. just have the selection of dates.
2: Which would be a lovely way to do Vegas. It, this it? is when I'm available. Anyway,
1: that just made me so excited that uh, I love that she did that I think it's really
2: smart well she can't travel you know she's got fibromyalgia really bad and so travel she just was on tour I just saw her Lady Gaga yeah no I know but Lori she had to cancel it and she canceled her tour. Remember the European leg because she had oh, fibromyalgia yeah, yeah, yeah. so bad. So she, she, people go to Vegas. Yes, you go to Vegas, and ceiling. that's good climate for, um, yeah, you know, it. the bones and everything. That'll
0: be a hot ticket. Mm-hmm.
2: Uh,
0: this is something we posted today. It's very cool vintage photos showing Lucille Ball, and you wouldn't think this. She was actually quite the style maven through the years. Well, she was a model. model. She, she was a model. As a model. She had blonde yes. hair,
1: thin eyebrows. She worked for this uh, designer. designer called Hattie Carnegie. Her red hair was bleach blonde. Mm-hmm. I guess she was actually a brunette. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um, it's kind of, yeah, you wouldn't have you wouldn't really know it was Lucy until a little bit later. Because her eyebrows in the 30s, they did that extreme, extreme yeah. plucking, pin, Plucking. Oh. Very, very thin.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. Jennifer Lopez is going to star as an ex-stripper in the movie Hustlers. What? Is this this based on a true story? It is.
2: based on a true story uh, when the financial crisis was going on in 2008 to 2010. Oh, and
1: did people lose uh, their minds at scores, the strip club? Yes, the strip Mm -hmm.
2: club, and um, the women, it's just... They turned the tables on Wall Street?
0: Yeah.
1: Mm -hmm. Oh, I like it. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I get it, Jennifer Lopez. Yes, that's, that's She's right. vacationing in Positano with Alex Rodriguez on the Amalfi Coast. I did not want to leave that town.
2: I want to go to that town.
1: It's amazing. And then right up the road is Ravello, the, the cliffside place where they do the... The cliffs. No, they cliffs. do the opera. They have some big opera festival there every every August or something. Some big music festival. Sounds delightful, Lori. All right, there you go. Mm
0: -hmm. Okay. Homeland, one of your favorite shows, Mm -hmm. will be drawing to a close. It'll end with season eight. This makes
2: me sad. This show is so good. Last season was was excellent. So good. So it's not like this is, it's going out with a bang.
1: It is. And they're going to, yep. And it's going to come back next June of next year. You know, Casey didn't watch this season because of the one guy who, what happened to him, happened to him, Mm -hmm. Rupert Friend. Yep. He was so mad at the show creator that he said, I will not watch (laughs) that show again. I can't believe they got rid of the only person who was great. (laughs) I said, what about Carrie Matheson and Saul? Great, great, Mandy Patinkin, and
0: it's uh, not limping
1: into the sunset.
2: No, it isn't.
0: And now I watch Rupert Friend in that CBS All to show, Strange Angel, which he's very good at. Is
1: it? Is he good? That's what he left Homeland for to go do that. Might have been. Homeland killed him off, Lori. I know, but they—you know—he might have wanted to have gone. He was on there long enough. His contract was up seven years. Right. Don't they usually make them say six or seven year contracts? I have
2: no idea. All right.
0: Ray, uh, let's see. Uh, Ray Donovan Ray, is Ray coming Donovan. back. We uh, posted the uh, season six trailer today.
2: Now, Ray Donovan is moving. Last year's Ray Donovan at the end. Remember what happened? Yes, I do. So now they're moving from California to New York. Yeah. And this new Ray Donovan season six, it, it's going to kick off Sunday, October 28th. His character is rebuilding his life both personally and professionally in New York City.
1: Mm-hmm. As long as John Voight is in it, I don't yep. care. He's, he is. He's everything as Mickey he Donovan. I love him. And I really, really hope Susan Sarandon is back.
0: Cheers. Okay, mm-hmm. is she? Yep, the, yes, the she is. media mogul. All right. Okay, you like her character?
1: I, yeah, very okay. much so.
0: Posted this also, Eva Longoria rocking a plunging mini dress. It's her first red carpet since giving birth to baby Santiago.
1: Yeah, she's in this uh, movie, Dog Days, the one that, um, <laughs> yeah. that what's her name, or the yeah. Marquesa? Look at how we say what's her name, because she mm-hmm. is a what's Vanessa her name. Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah, I know I'm just going to say high school musical. Okay. I'm just going to say that after just having had a baby, a tuxedo pretty. dress is the way to go, you know what you I think mean? So,
2: well, you have got to show your, your assets, which right now she's are showing, her breasts. Yeah,
1: she's just showing a little cleavage yep. and she didn't know what to wear, everything felt tight. My god, she only had that baby like six weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, nobody wants to probably throw something belted on. Hello, I'm just <laughs> so I'm kind of thinking, you know, she looks cute, she looks cute. She's yeah, she, she, she was talking to Natalie at Access, she's just so happy. She's giddy. Yeah, she can't oh, believe she ever you. married a twenty-five-year-old basketball player. Yeah. Did she finally 30s? say that? No, I'm filling in <laughs> the blank. Oh <laughs> I'm she filling in him
2: what I him. wanted her to say. And he was like, had no sexual experience at all. Remember, yeah. she had to yeah. teach him now the ways. Now she's with a man. Yeah. She's totally with a man. Yeah. Right. I got to get
0: this one in before yeah. uh, we go. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Queen Elizabeth encounters her greatest enemy, a Scottish pony who poops a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, <laughs> there's a great photo of her and this poo, this this pony. Pooped and she immediately—I've never seen her open her handbag before—and got out probably a scented handkerchief and put it—it's like a smelling salt to her nose so she didn't <laughs> smell the poop. Yes, <laughs> I love it. I know it. I love that.
0: Oh my! I know
1: Ooh. it. Mm-hmm. All right, kids, we'll we'll see you tomorrow. Happy National Night
3: Out if you're celebrating with your neighbors. Job done. Off you go.